trying to make it right These people won't let me go I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Let me grow, let me go Let me grow, let me go They should know, they should know They should know, they should know I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro to how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Miranda Dubnam. Miranda, he uses she, her pronouns, describes herself as the person who makes things happen, whether as a project manager, a theater producer, or a volunteer leader, she's the one standing in the background with a spreadsheet working to ensure that everyone is supported and on track. All her work, whether paid or voluntary, is purpose-driven, working with people to create a positive impact in the world. She works for a very large charity in the UK, where she supports victims and witnesses in trials, and has more side gigs than is strictly healthy. <laughs> then is strictly healthy. Embedded in all her work, projects, and dreams is a deep-rooted desire for everyone to experience comfort and care. This most often comes to light through her disability advocacy and activism, but also through her practices and processes as a leader and change maker. Good morning. Good morning, or good afternoon, I would say, from the UK. No, as you said, it's half past four, which I just feel like is way cooler than saying 4.30, so. (laughs) Oh, I forgot that Americans don't say that. (laughs) I wish we did. I'm just, also the way like y'all say the date for me is just like, I don't know. It's just always like, we are so lazy here. Like, I don't know. I just have feelings like the 12th of February versus February 12th. I'm just like, oh, please, let's get it together. (laughs) that's just me I'm just I'm such like an anglophile like I've always Mm -hmm. been obsessed with like British culture since I was very young like almost borderline unhealthily like (laughs) Ellen John from a very young age like meant a lot to me and then Mm -hmm. when Princess Di passed I -hmm. cried for like a week I was like seven I cried for a week (laughs) um obviously the Spice Girls obviously Adele I mean, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Like, what? I didn't I know that. No, we should talk about that. <laughs> we shall. We shall. I'm actually doing a rewatch right now of like the um, like the reboot season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Uh, so I just got Where to. Are you up to? I just got to the season when Amy Pond joins. We're on the episode mm-hmm. five right now with the Weeping Angels, and I. Okay. It gives me nightmares. I'm like such a child. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I'm just like. I was telling Miranda off off mic. I was like, we could just like you could just read my recipe books to me, or like sure. the encyclopedia <laughs> is fine. You want me to just get up like a random page on Wikipedia? Yeah, like, just read like, it to you, if you anything, anything. <laughs> no, so obviously we haven't met in person because you live in the beautiful UK and I live mm-hmm. in America, and it's okay. <laughs> the expression of, on your face there is, is I great. Ju- I just know like. <laughs> If and when I go, I won't come back. And I just can't wait to go. Like I'm mm-hmm. trying to go for my 33rd birthday, which is next cool. year. 
next March. Mm -hmm. So we may bump into each other and then I may never leave. You'll have to check in. (laughs) I just might never leave. So, um, but I'm super excited to chat with you today about solo traveling. Uh, when you, when you suggested this topic, I was elated because I feel like so many people are afraid to travel solo, afraid Mm -hmm. to like be okay with traveling solo. And I've done it for a long time, probably since I was like 26 now. Um, and I will be 32 in a couple Mm of weeks, but especially like as a woman, I'm just like, just go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just excited to like chat with you about it. What made you pick this topic? Really? It was, um, that like when I originally suggested it, I was about to go on a two week trip to America um, by myself and traveling around. Like I, this was now a couple of months ago and I, I did LA to New Orleans to Houston, to Dallas, to Portland, to LA. So it was a lot. Wow. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking about it and how so many people I know were horrified by the idea that I was going by myself um, and like, what would I do? What if I had a problem? Um, you know, what if what if I didn't like a place that I was in or whatever? Um, would it be safe? Um, and I'd done it before. Like, this is not my first solo trip. Um, and I was just like, the, the world is a lot less scary than you think it is. <laughs> like, much less bad things happen, actually, than you think they do. And people, by and large, are nice and will try and help you. Um, I mean, obviously, I say this as a young white woman, so I have some privilege with this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, broadly speaking, the fears that people have are not as as realistic as they think they are. Yeah, yeah, I feel that so much. Like, I love a road trip and Mm -hmm. driving by myself and my family is always like petrified. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've experienced that, too. Like, you know, knock on wood, I've only ever driven during the day and you mm-hmm. know I took a road trip back in September of 2021 um and had a mini sort of accident in Tennessee driving okay. um and the woman in front of me who saw it like she pulled over she gave me her car she's yeah. like hey like she's like I, like wait for the cops to come obviously but like if you end up needing a witness because the guy it was a whole thing but the guy who, who caused the accident like didn't stop and all these mm-hmm. other all these other things but it was like you're saying like the hospitality of others like there's good there's more good people in the world than yeah. bad people I've experienced um yeah. and you know that sort of all the questions you get like my family was like we need to have your location we need to know who you're staying with, when you're leaving and I was like <laughs> okay like it's fine. I had to make a spreadsheet with like because so I don't drive so mm-hmm. I did all of that on public transport which oh, in wow. America is extremely limited mm-hmm. compared to Europe anyway um and so I had this whole thing of like here's the planes I'm getting and at what times like here's the buses here's I got trains at one point um that was a whole situation by itself <laughs> like everywhere I was staying yeah it was a lot and unnecessary I didn't even look at it while I was away <laughs> uh yeah but yeah it's just I can't I mean that's so fascinating to do all that on public transportation it was it was uh interesting yeah. <laughs> I would say yeah um here in the UK and in Europe trains are like the primary mode of public transport really like between cities um, and I remember the first time I opened up the Amtrak website and looked at their whole national route map and was like, 
oh, oh, there's whole states that don't have a train station. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and realizing there were certain bits of my journey that I had to take a plane for, which I kind of wanted to not do because you don't actually see it anywhere that mm-hmm. you're traveling through that way. Um, but some of it you just had to. Um, but yeah, it was great. Um, and and fun. I had a great time. <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in the Northeast, so right by New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, like, we had trains. Like, I could take the train into New York all the time, and we had buses. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. then I moved to Texas, and it was like, wait. Like, it was such a culture shock for yeah. me. And I'm just, like, thinking about you coming from Europe and being like, wait, there's no train in, like, this part of the yeah. country. And, and, and it's definitely a conversation we have here in Austin, too. Like, we're trying to get a better train that we have that's going to run throughout the city but then also the goal is to have one that runs from like Dallas Houston Austin and San Antonio to like kind of Mm -hmm. connect them all which I think would be great and lower on traffic and yeah because there is there is a train but it runs twice a week yeah it's like (laughs) which is not a not a train in my opinion yeah it's like that's (laughs) that's that's nothing that's that does nothing for anyone so yeah yeah, they're they're talking about like doing that, which I'm really excited mm-hmm. about because I feel I don't spend much time in Dallas and Houston because I don't want to drive there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if I can get on the train and just go and like read on the train or like sleep on the train, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, and the thing is, like, I tell people, like, I love driving. I love being alone. I love mm-hmm. spending time by myself. But I don't know. I would rather go somewhere else and do that much driving than like stay within my state and do that much driving. Yeah. I can't imagine the the sheer scale like so I got the train from New Orleans to Houston Mm -hmm. um which is meant to be a seven hour train ride it took 10 hours um yeah Uh, but um it it was really eye-opening this the scale of the country um and the huge open spaces as well there was a point where we were on the train you know coming into Houston-ish um and there was just nothing to be seen for miles and miles and miles around. Um, and I suddenly got this feeling that the sky was too big, <laughs> which probably sounds crazy to people who actually live in Texas. But I was I was just like, there's there's nothing here. You could die here. That was honestly my overriding thought was like, this is a place where you could die <laughs> very easily. <laughs> Yeah, there's just like um, strips where there's just nothing and yeah literal and nothing literally nothing like I drove from Austin to to New Orleans and it's a 13 uh-huh. hour drive uh-huh. and it was just highway and it's just mm. a straight shot but it's just yeah. trees all I see is trees and gas stations like every yeah <laughs> like, exactly. I'm losing my mind like yeah and it's just it, like you said, it's like that feeling of like it's never going to end. Like the only reason I knew like there's an end in sight is because my GPS was like, you have t- two more hours. And I was like, okay, I can do okay, this. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. it was, it was, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely the catch 22 of like, and also like being by yourself, like you have to entertain yourself and stay awake. Yeah. And like, yeah. So like, obviously, like a mix of like listening to podcasts and books and music, but. Mm-hmm after a while like I don't want to hear anybody else's voice I just want to be where I want to be and sleep for two days I think that's the big advantage of traveling by yourself though you you really can just do whatever you want and more importantly for me anyway not do whatever you want Mm -hmm. (laughs) so 
so I mean for me so I guess the other aspect that I wanted to chat about with you was traveling with a disability because I have mobility difficulties like from when I was a child Mm -hmm. um and that brings its own whole thing to travel both with logistics and like the mentality of it and so on um but one of the great things about doing it by yourself is that you can just not like there's no for me there's sometimes if I'm with friends or with with family or whatever um you know they want to go out and do things they want to have an active day maybe they plan to go to a castle or to the beach or whatever um and I'm having a bad day physically and I don't really feel up to it but you kind of have to because it's it's a group thing Uh whereas when you're by yourself you can just be like oh it's fine I'm just not going to do anything for five hours today no problem (laughs) and then I'll go out for dinner that's great (laughs) (laughs) truly Um, yeah like I think like you're saying, like, just be able to plan your own day. Like mm-hmm. so many of my family members have kids and I don't, mm-hmm. it's oh, like not yeah, to equate same. the two, but it's definitely, <laughs> it's very much like I get to just like decide yeah. when and where I want to go. If I have to stop for the bathroom or not, if I got to like grab something yeah. to eat or not, like <laughs> just like those things of just like, I get to just be and do what I want. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful things about taking a road trip is like, I never have anything planned when I take a road trip. I'm like, I'll get nice. to where I'm going and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Um, but the the travel part there, like I, I'm like the worst. Like you're talking about like safety and everything else. Like I'm going to drive during the day. And I feel like that's a level of safety to not drive at night. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, it, but like the actual like logistical planning, I'm like, my GPS will tell me what to do. Okay, bye. And like, there's no like plan or idea I mean the last trip I took I stayed with friends along the way which was really helpful yeah. so like they were expecting me and you know go, traveling city to city for the GPS is like way easier so but I am trying to go to Montana this summer by myself and I'm like we'll see what happens <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but exactly right the the one by yourself it doesn't really matter if if you go off plan if you end up somewhere totally different to where you expected especially in the modern age where we have constant internet available to us basically everywhere Mm -hmm. nothing terrible can really go that wrong (laughs) like if you do end up in a different city or a different place on a different day to what you expected just message people and tell them it's it's not a big deal right um yeah like I tried my best but and then like like I said because I and I am an over planner as far as safety comes. So like mm-hmm. I knew who like everyone I was staying with, um, mm-hmm. my older cousin, we already share our locations with each other via iPhone. Okay. Um, but I also like sent her, I listened to way too much true crime. I want to preface with that. <laughs> um, but I like made an, like a folder from this podcast. They're like, make it in case I go missing. Folder. Oh no. You made it in case I go missing. I made folder. it in case I go oh, missing no. folder. Bad. Recent, recent pictures. Um, oh, log into all my social, all of my banking information, my credit cards, so that she could. So she you doesn't have this to. This like, is how you get like. I know, but this your what, identity stolen, right? No, okay, but like, listen. So this is this yes, but no. So this is the this way. I've also deleted the folder since, but this way, like, and I only make it when I go to go on trips, and then we delete uh-huh. it. And I've known her my whole life. I trust her, but. <laughs> Um, but this way, like she could like if I would happen to go missing and she needed to like log into my phone service because you know we're not related, like mm-hmm. she's not an immediate relative, so, like it'd have mm-hmm. to be all this red tape and we lose viable hours. So I was like, here's my login. You're so like merciful though, because I'm like, if I get murdered in America, 
I don't care anymore. Like, have fun no, with that logistical nightmare. I, I need people. I need. I want my family to have closure, and I just need them yeah. to be able to find me. This. This yeah. is how my brain operates. You, like, you have been listening to too many true crime podcasts. <laughs> At least three a week, and it's okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not the point. The point is that I just believe in that level of safety, and then everything else. Like, yeah. okay, well, and like I will. The logistics of like bringing my own snack and stuff because I'm like I would rather mm-hmm. sit in a car for 13 hours and get to where I need to go than have to keep stopping and I'm just like such okay. like I'm such like a bear about it like I'm like no mm-hmm. I have two hours left I've already driven 11 like we're yeah. not stopping and I feel like if I was with people it's like no we should probably stop and I'm like because <sighs> I've done the road trip from Connecticut to Texas with my aunt and we switched mm-hmm. off driving so we didn't have to stop Mm-hmm. Um, but at one point I looked at her and she, I could tell she wanted to stop. I was like, I'll just drive. Like, I don't, I was like, we yeah. need to get there. Um, yeah, but yeah, the logistics and I would want to know, like I, the, the planning that goes into <clears throat> traveling with the disability, because I feel like we do d- such a disservice to that community of like, mm. not like you're saying, not making it easier. Like you had to take a plane and a train and, you know, and there yeah. has to be an easier way to like put that into our systems i think it's both easier and much more difficult than people think it is like there's a few things that make uh traveling with a disability much easier which is in particular like special assistance on uh planes in particular but like trains also and the greyhound actually they have a scheme for it too um where people they when you're booking your ticket there's usually like a little checkbox that's like tick here assistance um for this journey um and i think people avoid it because they don't really know what it means and they think maybe they're gonna have to like prove something or pay for something but they don't you tick that box and either at that point or later on you get an option to say you know i'm a wheelchair user or i need assistance getting to the gate or um i can walk but i need assistance with stairs or I have a guide dog or whatever it happens to be that is your your need and it's just provided mm. there's proof requirement there's no like barrier to it apart from not knowing that it exists which is a huge barrier um so on that aspect that is actually way easier than people think as soon as you're able to use it but everything else is way hard <laughs> so great like an example say I was in on this trip that I just did um and I wanted to go to a bookstore I had this thing where I was going to a bookstore in every city that I was in so that I could like collect books I'm a big nerd um and I wanted to go to a bookstore so firstly I had to think is there a public transport option that will get me to a bookstore no it's Texas um so then I think okay I gotta get an Uber or something no problem um, for me, that's kind of easy because I just use like a walking stick, um, not a wheelchair. If you're using a wheelchair, it's much more difficult because a lot of drivers won't pick you up if you have a wheelchair, mm. which is not legal, but they still do it. Um, and you you might need a specially adapted vehicle or whatever it is. But OK, great. You get your Uber and you're going to go to this this bookstore. But for me, before I can go there, I have to look at it on Google Maps and I have to look and say, okay, are there a lot of steps up into this building? Are there, like, is there a dropped curb 
where you can get onto the uh, sidewalk. Um, is there like clearly some kind of physical barrier inside the building? Is this a bookstore that is actually hidden away down an alleyway that I'm going to have to walk to? And, and uh, there could be hazards there. Once I get out of the bookstore, like I go in and I buy my book or whatever, if I come out and then have to wait for another Uber to take me wherever else, is there somewhere I can sit while I'm waiting? Is there like there's so many small steps that you think of? And that's that's just a single you go to a specific location and then you leave. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to say go and browse, I don't know, downtown New York, infinitely more complicated immediately, because then you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna be in this area for an hour, two hours, whatever. Where are my stopping points? Where are my rest points? If I suddenly, I mean, say you had IBS, for example, where are the public bathrooms that I can use? Um, like where are coffee shops that I could buy a coffee in order to be able to use their bathroom yeah. <laughs> if needed? Um, it's it's incredibly complex and it is made much easier by Google Street View. That's so valuable for people yeah. with disabilities to be able to look in advance. But getting past the kind of um, the amount of mental effort that it takes to do that research everywhere that you go is is exhausting. I mean, it really is. Um, and you do get used to it, of course, and you get you kind of learn your own tolerance points for like, OK, maybe going to a bookstore. I'm not going to bother to research it because mm-hmm. how bad can it be? <laughs> um, but it really depends on what your needs are, how stressful you find it. And for a lot of people, it can be incredibly limiting. Um, to feel that you have to do that and you do have to do that all the time creates a huge amount of anxiety, a huge amount of stress on something that would be so simple for people without a disability. Um, And then transport. (laughs) Obviously, we have the special assistance scheme, but you're thinking, you know, what if it falls through, which does occasionally happen? How far do you have to walk in an airport? Usually extremely far. Um, So you have to get there a bit earlier. What about queuing to get through the gate? People who travel with medicines, there's all kinds of potential issues there. It's just a lot. There's a lot of mental load beyond the actual whatever actually is the the disability that you have. The mental load of preparing for it is is huge. I feel like I just ranted at you for a bit there. I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. And I'm just I'm just thinking about all of that stuff. Like people who don't have a disability take for granted of like yeah, they get to just like go and be and you do. just go exactly yeah. that spontaneity. You just yeah. go. Yeah. And I'm just like, why can't we just make everything flat? Like we don't have to have stairs. That would be and nice. Like, <laughs> make the curbs even. And uh-huh. uh huh. Now I'm like, maybe I just build my own city. But I'm like, you don't have the time, <laughs> and that's not a realistic sol- solving to move, this problem. Move to like, move to the Netherlands. They're great. Their entire country is really flat. <laughs> It'll be. Listen, we've I talked about this to any Dutch people <laughs> listening to this. I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> and I'm, you know, you know, I feel about moving to not america either canada or the or the uk are are calling me right now but yeah i just feel like to i just don't know why it's not baked into the infrastructure like i'd be interested in knowing like what the percentage of people living with a disability is in the world and like i'm sure it's a large number and then like why don't we why are we completely ignoring them it's pretty huge i think it's about one in four um, at least in the Western world, have some kind of disability. Um, 
and that can range you know anything mm-hmm. from um you know anxiety depression right um you know ADD or uh, autism right the way through to you know using a wheelchair being blind etc yeah um but it's huge yeah it's a huge number of people that are not accommodated and that have to deal with this additional uh level of, of stress and exclusion all the time yeah I'm just thinking like I have a couple of friends opening new businesses and now I'm like I need you to make sure <laughs> it is yeah. ADA compatible so and it's it's hard like if you're opening a new business trying to think about all of that while also thinking about all of your new business right. is really tough but I think I think just the trying is is enough like mm. you don't have to have a perfectly compliant building just being ready to change things if if you need to is great yeah. and being willing to provide information as well like if somebody calls you up and says hey I want to come to your cafe or whatever do you have space for two wheelchairs? Just being able to tell them yeah. is, is good, knowing the answer. Yeah. No, no, like right now I'm thinking about this bookstore. I was like, don't say bookshop, bookstore that I just oh, went into. Oh, I changed it for you. No, it, I, it's, it's I would say bookshop, but I changed it. I know, and I was like, store. and I'm trying not to say bookshop. sidewalk instead of pavement. So, <laughs> look at you. Uh, anyway. I know. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking about this bookstore that I went to in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It was a black owned bookstore and mm-hmm. um, it was, it had a ramp to come in, which I really loved. Awesome. And then it was like super open and super flat. And like the only mm-hmm. thing that kind of was in the middle was like this table that was rounded, which I really mm-hmm. thought was cool. a good choice versus having mm-hmm. sharp edges. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, but everything else was like, lo- like not super high up because it was a small bookstore. Yeah. So it was like, it was, everything was like within arm's reach, no matter if you were mm-hmm. standing or in a wheelchair um, and I'm, and you talking about it, it just made me think back to that story. Like I'm like having a physical, like visceral react, not visceral, but like I have like a sense memory of this store. Yeah. Like when I was there with my friend and I was like, this is like a really like accessible bookstore. Like everything mm-hmm. was well lit and, mm-hmm. you know, large signs. And yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of the bookstore. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's, it's in New Jersey and it was lovely. And I think about mm-hmm. it often. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I just want us all to be thinking about accessibility. Like that's such a big thing for me. And mm-hmm. I think it's because of where I grew up, like, you know, my grandparents, um, they were all mobile, but they had friends who weren't. And so always like trying to coordinate that. And then as I got older, like moving around more got difficult, but you know, I think that's one of the biggest things we also don't think about is that like the elderly still like start to have mobility issues yeah. too. And um, and you know, people who are pregnant, like that's a mm-hmm. <laughs> that's technically a disability while you're pregnant, which always fascinates yeah. me. Big physical um, change. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like so much change to your body. Um yeah. but yeah, just like thinking outside of the box of like not I just want people to make like the not default the default, right? Like if Absolutely. we all come from yeah. a place of thinking of how can someone with a disability, who someone's pregnant, someone, all these things would be able to access the things that we're doing. I think that would yeah. change all, all the things in the world, right? There's a really interesting concept in um, like disability activism spaces recently mm-hmm. um, of referring to people as pre-disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who are disabled now and there are people who are pre-disabled and that's it. Because really everybody in their life, assuming that they live into old age, 
are going to acquire a disability at some point. Wow. Um, you will, regardless of, you know, it could be that you have a bad back or it could be that you start to um, lose your memory a bit or whatever, lose your eyesight a bit. Everybody will acquire something. Um, so what do you want that world to be like for yourself? <laughs> like if you're someone who's only motivated by things that affect you, yeah. this is going to affect you. You are pre-disabled. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people find that pretty upsetting to think about because I mean, they don't want to. It's realistic, right? It like is, it's definitely yeah. something to think about, especially as you become a grown up, which is the most stressful yeah. thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we all it's have just back problems anyway, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> truly. Oh my God. My hips last week, I was like, I'm 31. Get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have couple of friends are like autoimmune issues which mm-hmm. obviously dealing with the pandemic has been yep. really tough for them and I think you know nowadays having talked with so many people and doing so many trainings about accessibility of like making sure things are captioned and um exactly. making sure that you know it's not like sensory overload or like having mm-hmm. a room where, where people who need to like a minute to be quiet like for quiet happens mm-hmm. or you know obviously this is a audio podcast um, but, you know, having talked to people who are hard of hearing, um, they've been asking for me to put it in like a translator for them too, mm-hmm. um, so that they can read it or listen to it or what, I mean, yeah. or listen to it better. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like such a simple thing that I yeah. haven't done. And, or like they'll ask for the video. I'm like, I don't use it, but it's also like, I don't have to edit it. Like they can just watch it if that's what they need to like pay attention. Cause a girl mm-hmm. is, one girl's like, I love your show. She's like, but I have such bad ADHD that I can't like sit and listen. She's like, but I find like, if I can watch it, it's yeah. better for me. I was like, okay. Like, I was like, I have to figure that out now though. Like, I don't really know what yeah. that looks like for me, but definitely just like wanting people to have that opportunity to just like, it's not going to be as pretty and as edited, but it's, you can, you can definitely enjoy it that way. But yeah. 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 There's a, so many simple things that can be done to improve um the world. <laughs> For people with disabilities, yeah. Truly. But I would say, I mean, if you're listening to this and you have a disability of any kind, don't let it don't think that it should stop you traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it's honestly, especially if you're traveling by yourself, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you really can require accommodations at every level. Um, rather yeah. than making excuses yeah. to to fit other people's needs, um, you can just put your own ones first. Yeah. And, advocate and is... for yourself, please. Yeah, I, just want, please. I want everyone. <laughs> I think for me, like obviously, like I moved away from home when I was twenty six, and I've been living here. And since I moved here, I've been traveling alone the most. Yeah. And so I think about like what traveling solo has taught me about me and my mm. resilience and being able to spend so much time alone like mm-hmm. I took a road trip to Denver which is like 12 hours away mm-hmm. from here um right after like a really bad breakup because I was like I have to get out of the city and just mm-hmm. <laughs> realign my life um and get to nature which is like always so big for me um mm-hmm. I don't like camping but I will like hike like those that's okay. where I draw the line um of being out in nature um and there was this quote that like popped up when I was traveling that was like no matter where you go there you are mm-hmm. and that just like put so much stuff into perspective about how I take care of myself how I treat myself how I show myself love and appreciation mm-hmm. and I think I am most kind and appreciative appreciative of myself a when I'm in my meditation practice 
or be when I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. Yeah. And traveling has just taught me how to like take care of myself, how to be resilient, how to problem solve. Like when the accident happened in Tennessee, um, luckily it was just like um, cosmetic. So like I just had to like Mm -hmm. rip off the bumper, which I still haven't gotten fixed yet. Um, But the, the, the AAA guy came, he was like, listen, we can tell your car. I was like, listen, it's running. It's Mm -hmm. like there's by some miracle, the only thing that really broke was um, the like windshield wiper fluid cartridge and um, all my tires were fine. I was like, listen, mm-hmm. just, just rip off this bumper and like we can go. Um, yeah. And then like, obviously, like I still had another 12 hour drive that day. So obviously I was nervous, but I was like, listen, we're going to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Cause like I have to yeah. get there. I had no other way of getting there. It was my second day into the trip of like a month long trip. Um, and so, yeah, I just like had to decide in that time of like, what am I going to do? I was like, we're going to just hope for the best and ended, yeah. up having to, ended up having to drive at night, which does make me nervous. But by that time, I was like, by the time it got dark, I was only three hours away and I was on the East Coast. And so way mm-hmm. closer in case something did happen. But yeah, traveling by myself has just taught me so much about me and who I am. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want everyone to have that experience and and I think one of the biggest things too is that like traveling solo doesn't have to be expensive. And I think so many people think it's like hundreds of dollars and blah blah blah. I was like, I oh probably God, spent, no. I was like, I probably <laughs> spent the most money on gas. And then like yeah. because I was able to like stay with friends or like yeah, find a cheap place same. to stay or what have you. But I was like, it's actually super affordable to travel by yourself. Yeah. And if you know like how to turn on like the hacks when you're looking for flights of like oh, these are yeah. this is the date range I want to look at and they will just like Google flights will like spit back out to you like the cheapest flight that week and have notifications on and yeah. You know um Skyscanner for flights? No. What? I know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I, you gotta know this. I'm a driver. <laughs> oh okay, okay. Well Skyscanner is oh, the place to find cheap flights. It's a website where you just put in where you like the where you want to go and you can do it at country level so I usually search for UK to US for example and then you can either select an entire month or you can just say cheapest month and it would just spit out whatever is the cheapest flight between those two countries in the next year <laughs> you're just like there you go <laughs> um it's great I would recommend <laughs> I will put it in the show notes because for real, it's I, great. <laughs> so I don't know what this says about me, but I love flying. Like I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with planes. I like planes. Yeah. Obsessed. I don't really like airports, but I like planes. Yes, uh-huh. definitely. Um, but like I I used to be the person that would clap every time the plane landed and my friends had oh, no. to me, so I stopped doing it. But it was like it <laughs> I'm just it's mostly because like one, I like romanticize that time when we just took flying so seriously. Mm-hmm. But then B, I'm like, you our pilot just got us from it's true. Texas to New York. Mm-hmm. We all made it. Yep. <laughs> and it was like, he's driving a tin can in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like we need to be very appreciative of what we just had. But I think it's also that like just flying means so much to me, number one, because I just like mm. the like logistics into flying and like the idea of like all the science that goes into flying. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just, so you say like this option, I'm like, I would love to fly more. So here we yeah. go. And, I, and flying and flying affordably is really important yes, to me. Flying so. affordably. I mean, for me, anytime I do fly to the US um, or to like 
Canada also, I do it on aerofares usually, which oh. is where um, airlines have messed up their pricing algorithm and have ch- like chucked out something that is normally it's like only the air fair tax and not the actual fare itself mm-hmm. anyway it doesn't matter but you get these occasionally really cheap fares um and they're usually available for about 15 minutes and you just have to decide in that amount of time whether you want to get them or not so I've done like <laughs> which I love <laughs> I love that kind chaos. of like, oh cool yeah very chaotic very much like oh there's there's a flight from I don't know like London to what, what's one that I've actually done I mean I did London to New York for a hundred pounds return um not bad pretty good (laughs) but I didn't have any choice on what the dates were and it was like super economy flight um and I you know you literally have about 10 minutes before the airline notices and takes this fare down (laughs) so you just have to be like sure great purchase it's like going (laughs) into the casino it's like yes hit do it I'm like no exactly it's like go 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 (laughs) bye 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 like the stock market oh my god honestly honestly yeah um but I do that because I can be pretty flexible like in the UK you have a an allowance of paid holiday that you can take in a year uh-huh. so you can just take some of that um and unless I know that I have something else on those dates I just go for it like <laughs> I don't care um which is how I've done my my trips on the cheap but it's yeah it's so great I mean I love with flying this is most people are not like this <laughs> I think I'm a bit weird but I love takeoff and landing those are my favorite parts <laughs> I like so I, I like, like the landing I like the landing okay if I could have a flight that was just takeoff and landing uh-huh. over and over again that would be perfect yeah. <laughs> like just fly me around an airport <laughs> multiple times and I'll be really happy so you want to you want a roller coaster ride like you just want to <laughs> yeah <laughs> dip but in an airplane okay sure 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 yeah no I think I think you might be by yourself a bit a bit weird yeah yeah. I love I love the landing. I'm like it's like the bracing of it and the way mm-hmm. the plane like stops so quickly and like you can hear the air rush yeah. by. Mm, it's my favorite part. And like fits against your seatbelt yes. a little bit. I'm like, yeah. I feel alive. Okay. <laughs> we mm-hmm. made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well now I'm like I need to go like go on Skyscanner cuz I that's the thing that's is fine. like I love traveling and now that I work for myself and I can mm-hmm. work from anywhere I have that sort of flexibility that I've always wanted. Yeah, exactly. And I told you before we started recording, like if I get to the UK, I'm probably not coming back. So I think that's why like all my friends are like, no, like don't, no, don't go. Like, you never been like, no, at no, all? No. I haven't, I've never been. I don't even have a passport. Okay. What? I know. Okay, America. Everyone's so, everyone's you so don't leave the country. Okay, that's... but I want to leave the country. Like okay. I just haven't gotten it. So that's my goal. But before my birthday is like to get everything in. I'm supposed to go to Greece this year, but I don't think nice. I can because I have a wedding. Mm. for one of my childhood friends which is upsetting because I'm like girl it's Greece but also she means a lot to you so it's like that back and could forth she get life. married in Greece could she get married another weekend but it's fine <laughs> it's not my life um mm-hmm. but yeah so I was supposed to go to Greece and then I was telling you about my friend who selfishly moved to the UK without me um yep. and I was like maybe I'll do and she listened to this so Charlotte you heard it unreasonable very um, rude Charlotte why would you do that <laughs> deserted me um she lives in london and so i was like okay Uh maybe like i'll do a week in london and then we'll do the week in greece and everyone's Mm -hmm. like no you're not gonna come home if you do the two weeks back to back (laughs) in the uk i was like you're probably right so yeah yeah (laughs) that's like one of my dreams it's like to live in the uk for a year and i'm like yeah it's realistic like again because i work for myself and 
you know that yeah the time difference would be a little hard but you oh, know be fine it's make it work so yeah. no, not for me like for work stuff like if people want to have meetings that Even like so five, like five, to six 5 p.m is 11 p.m you'd be all right well, not bad mm-hmm. all right taking <laughs> meetings at 11 you look really convinced by that <laughs> like, oh my god just so tired all the time uh-huh. Um, so like us like even trying like for me and charlotte we've been like trying to have a facetime and i'm like i feel like we're never <laughs> gonna get this time down but it's mm-hmm. we're working on it we're working on it. um but yeah that's one of my biggest things is like i just want to travel more and do more things and i think because i was raised in such a diverse place growing up like it was mm-hmm. connecticut the town i grew up in was very diverse and so i got to mm-hmm. have exposure to people that way that i've always just like i want to know where like people come from and different experiences and I'm very much like I'm a person who like cries when she eats really good food like food is very important <laughs> to me and don't come love- to the UK <laughs> the no don't tell me that. that listen it's gonna be fine <laughs> but then I can get to like Spain and Italy and go to France, France. Oh, yeah cheese and bread and mm-hmm. oh, champagne just thinking mm-hmm. about it um but like I've all I like I told you when we first started like I just as a person who's always loved the UK I was like I want to I hate the subway but I would ride the tube and just be so excited and hate that too just no no let me romanticize the uk okay okay okay? i'm sorry (laughs) you would you would stand on the tube and and a gentleman in a long coat would bump into you and and you'd sway and it would be a very romantic moment yeah and then you'd get off the tube and it would be raining and he would Uh, offer you his newspaper to hold over your head i mean to be fair i already have the really fancy clear umbrella that's like a dome Perfect. I got it for a birthday gift. My best you can friend offer it to me. the gentleman then. That's no, no, no. I'm keeping my umbrella. He made his choices. Okay. I, he yeah. should have had an he umbrella. He should have known. Yeah. It rains Actually, in London. If he's we, British, he probably does have an umbrella. <laughs> I know this. It rains there all the time. It rains everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, I'm just saying. So when I make it over, pencil me in because okay. it's happening. And when you're back in the States, let me know. So yeah. Can, I'll meet you in the city. Th- so in, you let me in know. a city whatever okay. city you're in like i'll meet you in the, like wherever city you decide to go to okay. let's just rendezvous take cool. it by storm go to book totally. stop go to book stops shops yes. stores now i'm combining it we'll go to book <laughs> i like book stops that's nice okay, we'll go to book we'll, call we can it do book stops. we'll go to book stops and call yeah. it a day uh well i thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me no um at the end of every episode i like to ask actually before we do that i know you do a lot of volunteer work is there anything you want to like plug in before we wrap up here um yes i want to plug so i uh volunteer on this um like mental health suicide crisis chat line called Mm -hmm. imalive.org so that's i-m-a-l-i-v-e.org um so i just want to plug that it's international it's free it's completely anonymous there's no way to know who you are where you are mm. or and or your name anything that you don't want to tell people um and it's available to talk um about anything like really anything that is mm. bothering you that is making you feel hurt or alone um so i would really encourage anyone listening who is having a rough time to reach out um yeah that's my plug i love that <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm also going to say that you also included To Write Love on Her Arms, which I yes, loved. I interned I for them. School. I mm-hmm. love them so much. That awesome. They yeah. meant so much to me growing up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And you should then... email them. Email and tell them because that kind of email makes their day. Trust me. Oh, okay. there's, there's interns reading those emails whose day will be made. <laughs> I love them so much. And 
as a very sad, angsty teenager and someone who's dealt with all the thoughts growing up. It was just like mm-hmm. to ha- know that that resource was there just meant a lot. So I will be sending a message soon. Yeah, honestly, they would love it. Also, my birthday's sure. coming up and I feel like last year they were my birthday fundraiser. I did, if I'm not mistaken. They do do birthday fundraisers. I love yeah. Them. I love yeah. Um, at the end of every episode, I like to ask my guest as a final question, what is the best advice you were ever given? Or what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? I would say it's not even really a piece of advice, but somebody, I, I had this big dream for ages to uh, open a theater in the UK, like a venue. Um, and I used to talk about it all the time as like this, this big, crazy dream that would never happen. I would just talk about it. And one day I was talking about it to a group of other people who work in theater. Um, and one of them just said, well, why haven't you done it? And I was like, what do you mean? Because it's impossible. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's just something I say. Um, and he was like, well, why? Like, why you could do that? Why haven't you done that? And it was so, it sounds so weird that that would be a significant thing. But for somebody to take me seriously with my dream and to not just agree with me that it was impossible and to say, you could do that. Like, if you really try, you can do that. Why haven't you done that yet? was was revolutionary for me and I did do it I opened it five years later it took a long time <laughs> but I got that and opened it and then the pandemic happened and it closed so you know um but you can do it again but I can do it again it worked um and I think for people who have those those dreams and those ambitions that seem impossible and so impossible that you tell yourself not to bother like that it's not worth trying just asking yourself why haven't you done it is is so great (laughs) what a great question what an amount of belief and faith that that question shows that something is possible um so yeah that is that's the best thing anyone said to me I love that yeah Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbreepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.